0: Hey kids, it is me, Icy Robots, and we're back for another super fun, super exciting, super great episode of World's Famous. This time out, we're going to talk about cards, going to talk about cubes, going to open up a G.I. Joe, and like all other kind of hilarity will ensue until we get to that moment, Grandma and Grandpa. Get that beat.
1: OKIC okay, Robot, let's get this party started right. Let's get this party started quickly. This is famous with IC robot.
2: As we join the scene, the boys are being pursued over the Golden Gate Bridge by Pooptronics agents on motorbikes.
1: Oh geez, I see robots. They are on both sides of us.
0: Hold on tight, dude. I'm gonna try some fancy uh, turns and stuff. Whoa, whoa. Hold on!
1: Wait, here comes Ed in his Camaro. He is burning rubber look. bikes over the edge
0: oh my gosh is that is, is is that dude dead don't worry he has a parachute hold on eric i can i can see ed in the mirror he, he's he's motioning he wants you to open your door open your door quick
1: sure i guess so here goes nothing You that guy down. oh well it sucks to be him i saw that guy he had a sword dude i think he was going to use it on us
0: yeah man i'm sure he was gonna use it on us good job Gary.
1: look in the rear view ed has some kind of gas thing and is squirting it at those guys i think they are disoriented <laughs> look that fool crashed oh well Ooh, what kind of gas that is what
0: did a uh... Where'd Eddie Dog get a tank of knockout gas?
1: They are all boning out. We should get out of here before more of them come. Now
2: let's return to Earth. Open a pack of weird trading cards.
0: The journey begins in a remote corner of space.
2: The mystery, an old exploration ship still functioning. The challenge to escape. The adventure, the largest black hole ever encountered. Where nothing escapes, not even light. The
0: black hole. Motion picture has taken you before. Rated PG. Starts Friday at the Como 8 and Seneca Mall Cinema. Alright, it is me, and we are back. We are going to open up some cards. My memories of the black hole are very vague. I know that I saw it when I was a kid. I do know this, and I know that I had a Maximilian action figure. He's he's the big evil robot. He managed to like he lasted through many, many, many years of action figures. I had him up until uh up until the end, I don't have him now, I wish that I did, he's a very, very cool action figure, I wish, honestly, I wish I had him, I wish I had the two little floaty robot buddies, I don't know, man, there's, like, a really cool, really cool action figure line involved with these, but now these are, like, these are really pricey, if you don't know, The Black Hole is a sci-fi movie that Disney came out in, I think, 1979 or so, I was, like, I was six years old, I do know that I saw it, and I know that I saw it at the theater, and I remember leaving it thinking, wow, that was like, that was like the most complicated movie I've ever seen in my life. It was very confusing to me, very weird, I couldn't even imagine, like, what a black hole is, and I don't, I don't think that I've seen it since. I know that it's on Disney+, and I know that at one time I put it on as, like, background noise, and it looked, it looked cool. And it looked interesting, but I can say that I don't think, since I saw it in the theater, I've sat down and watched the entire thing in its entirety. I, I should. It had that really cool, like, 1970s kitschy kind of a sci-fi look that I really like, like an alien, like a thing like that. But, uh, I don't know, dude. Let's, uh, let's take a look at these cards. This is a, it is an 88 card set, and I think... The first card's uh, 2, 3, 4, and 5, where you got Dan Holland, Alex Durant. I think the gem is card number 4, which is the first appearance of Vincent. That's one of the floaty robot buddies. Shout out to Earl Green. But then as you get down, there's Old Bob at card number 28. I think that's a good one. But maybe the one I want the most is card number 22. It says, Behold... Maximilian. I love that Maximilian action figure so much. He lasted like into my GI Joe days. He lasted into my uh into my He-Man days. He's just like a really cool design. I I just dig him. I would like to have him now, but let's let's take a look. They they list him on the online. He's like a 40-50 figure. I've never yeah, here's one right here. He's 75.99. Here's a Vincent for $40. I do think these are really cool, but I'm not I'm not willing to go that far to get one. I I do I do have like those nostalgic vibes. And if I ever saw one at the flea market or if I ever saw one at the toy show in like a bin full of figs, I would I would jump all over it, but I'm not really in it to spend like a that much money on on, on this kind of this kind of thing. The problem that I had with the Maximilian was, like... In, in the movie, he floats about. He floats about. He's really scary. Same with, like, Bob. Same with Vincent. They float about. But at the time, I didn't have a stand for him. So I had to, like, manually, like, make him float around. And then when he wasn't floating, he had to, like, lean against something. And that really... That really cut into him being intimidating. But, uh... At any rate, this is beautiful card art wax paper. It has a picture of the ship going into the hole. You have ten movie photo cards. One sticker... One stick of gum. These came out from Tops. On the back, there's an ad for Bazooka Gum. 1979's Tops Chewing Gum, Duria, Pennsylvania. Made and printed. Dextrose, corn syrup, gum-based softeners. And there is stuff to maintain freshness. Let's, uh, let's peel this one gently. I got this pack in a pack of, I think, 10 different sets of cards I got at, uh, one time. It was like a random assortment of non-sports cards. And this was in there. And I've been kind of... I've been kind of sitting on these for a while, waiting for, like, the right opportunity to open them. Check it out. The gum is still soft. I'm not going to chew it, but, um, into the garbage can you go. Let's take a look at the cards. The first one is the sticker, and this looks to be Dr. Holland. Oh, then we got Harry Booth. This is card number five. This might be the rookie card of the Great Ernest Borgnine. Let's take a look. If it is... If it is, that is an incredibly valuable card. But he may have been in other sets before. Looks like, looks like this is true. He was in a set of McHale's Navy cards back in 1965. So while this is a Harry Booth card, it's not the rookie of the great Ernest Borgnine. The next one is card number 61. It says Robot Wars, and it's two robots getting blasted. These guys have a really great design. They're like red. Very cool. The next one is a Burial... In space, card number 31. What I don't like about these is they don't have any description on the back. It's one of these things where instead of words, you have a picture that is supposed to make a series of puzzles. I, myself, would rather they have a little description on the back so that I can read them to you and tell you uh, what the uh, what the gimmick is. But I, I can't do that here. The next one is card number 25 called Pizer Apprehended. This guy is getting taken away. Then we have card number 14, a landing platform. I got to tell you, without something to read in the back, this is a bust. Another bust segment. These trading cards are not working out to the way I've wanted to lately. And I apologize. But, you know, when you open up a random pack of weird old trading cards, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Back in the day when my kid was in school, they used to say that to her. You get what you get. And you don't throw a fit. And I've tried to live by that motto ever since. Let's see, landing platform. Then you have a recreational break. And they're like floating about. This is card number six, not a bad one. Card number 85. A battle of non-humans. It has robots getting blasted. Then we have destruction of the Palomino. Old Bob is on this card and they're all looking very distressed. Then we have an army of evil, a bunch of evil robots, and then in this one, Durant is under attack. You know, if I knew more about the movie that this was based on, this would have come out a lot better, to be honest. I probably should have done a little more research, but you know what? I don't like to. I don't want to. I just want to, like, open it. I want to have fun. I want to wing it. We're going to seal this up, and we're going to put this aside. You know what? Let's open up another pack of different cards, because this was such a bust. Last week when I bought those Hollywood trading cards... The chap who sent them to me sent me a bonus pack. A pack of Pro-Set Superstar Music cards. So let's, uh, let's see what's inside that. Let's snip that. This is a plastic one, not a wax pack like the Black Hole. This is a series of, like, musicians and stuff. Um, much like the Yo! TV Raps cards. The first one we got is The Doors. You know, I... I like the Doors. I didn't when I was coming up. I didn't like them because they were kind of pretentious to me. Like, you know, if you were like a hippie dude, you would have like a poster of the Doors. I didn't like them. But I've recently started getting into their music, and I, I dig it. Then we got Michael Penn. I would imagine this is the Michael Penn uh, rookie card. Michael Penn is uh, the singer of a many songs that we all know and love. I'm trying to read the back here. It says, the first instrument I ever picked up was a badminton racket. Interesting. Then we got Eddie Money. The famous Eddie Money. I think that Eddie Money lives around here somewhere because I see him playing, like, all kinds of local shows and things, and I I can't say this for certain, but I do believe Eddie Money is a, uh, Sonoma County resident, maybe Napa. Then we got Martika. Who is Martika? Oh, she sang that song Toy Soldiers. We all know and love that song. And then we got Tina Turner. Oh, Nelson. Shout out to Nelson. Then we got George Michael. These are fun. The Electric Boys, then here is a Fillmore West concert poster for Santana, Dave Edmonds, and then two, uh, you know what, this wasn't fun either, I apologize, we're not having any fun today, I wonder, I wonder if this credit, this trading card segment is kind of reaching its end, we'll have to think about that, let me know, reach out at IC Robots. let me know if you're sick of hearing about weird trading cards, or... If you want me to continue and maybe actually, factually, like look into the cards and see what they're about before I, before I, uh, before I dig in, you, you let me know what you want and I will do as you wish.
2: Our next bit of information is on IC Robot's recent purchase of a GI Joe figure of some sort. Let's hear something about that.
1: If you insist.
2: Let's hear something about that. If yes.
1: you.
0: As a matter of fact, I do insist, we're going to talk about the second other figure that I got when we went to that mall in Concord. What was, what is that mall called? I think it's the Sunnyvale Mall, and I keep calling it the Sunnyvale Mall. I, I know not. It's actually, like, this mall has become, like, a, a part of our lives. There is a arcade there, like, what is it called? One Up, Plus One, something like that. It's, uh, like an arcade bowling kind of thing, and this has become, like, the kid's favorite place to go her and her friends are like arcade nerds and they've been heading up and hitting that place up recently we we saw it when we were at the uh, at the con the other week we drove right past there saw the mall saw the1 uh, up plus one or, or whatever it's called and we we had fond memories of the place it's uh it's somewhere to go it's another fun destination we actually before we get too far into it we went to the mall here in Santa Rosa the other day this mall is fine. It's okay. It's nothing like the Sunnyville, Sunnyvale Mall in Concord. That one is booming. And it's really great. The Santa Rosa Mall is a bit run down. It could use a pick-me-up, but there are still people shopping there. There's still people doing stuff. It's active. It's lively. It's not like it like it used to be, but it's not a dead mall. All the um all the stores are full. I I went down there and we hit up Macy's. I like Macy's. I used to think that like I used to feel like Macy's was out of my grasp. But now as an adult I realized that, you know what? It's not that. It's not really that far out of your grasp if you decide to be, like, a Macy's consumer. So we, we looked around there, looked at the clothes, looked at the furniture. They have, like, these couches. You can buy the couch and then, like, pick the fabric that you, that you put over it and stuff. It looked pretty fun. I was uh, kind of into it, dude. It'd be fun to get, like, a custom couch. They have all these different shapes. You can get, like, this one and then, like, one of the recliner or one of, like, a laying part. So you can get it fit to your uh, to your house. But anyway, we had a good time at Macy's, man. I like that... I like that department store style of, a uh, shopping, and they've added a, like, a Toys R Us segment in there, which is kind of sad if you look at that's the fate of Toys R Us, but it's kind of cool if you look at it just say you know, Macy's added a toy section. They didn't have a toy section before, and now you can go look at some watches, look at some workout shorts, and then go hit the toys. It's not bad. It's kind of fun. They didn't have anything awesome, but they did have some stuff. They had some, uh... Some Star Wars Blacks and some uh, G.I. Joes and stuff, which is which is going to put us back on our topic. We went to the Sunnyvale Mall and I picked up another one of these Super 7 reaction figures. This one being a dude that I've never had in an action figure incarnate. A guy that goes by the name of Quinn the Eskimo. Quinn was a comic-only character. He appeared in some of the early issues. He was a mercenary. At the time, he was working for Cobra, but he had... He had, like, some serious, like, morals to him. He wouldn't, like, go full crook, but he was a crook. Anyhow, let's, uh, let's find a bit more about Quinn the Eskimo before we we dip too far into this segment. We may have already...
2: The mercenary known as Quinn works for some of the most despicable people on Earth. And yet... Quinn holds a strict code of honor that urges him to keep his word and maintain his part of the bargain. Even if he feels that he may be on the erring side, he will complete his job and take his payment. After that, it's anybody's guess. I don't know if that makes you a good hire. To be
0: honest, you're a little inconsistent. Maybe you'll complete the job and maybe you'll be on our side, but maybe you won't be on our side. This is, I believe, the third overall figure of this guy. There was one, and shout out to my guy, Engineer Nerd, for for pointing this out the other day. There was one in the uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation line. This was the one with the movie where Rock was roadblocking stuff. I should have, I should have bought this when I saw it. I saw it all over the place for a while and for whatever reason I didn't get it. I should have. It's him in the Jungle Fatigue look that I like. The Super 7 figure has him in the Arctic Fatigues, which is cool. It's a iconic look of his, but I I could get more use out of the Jungle Fatigues because I could run him out in the backyard, take pictures, do all that kind of stuff. But with this one, I'm going to have to find ways to, like, recreate a frozen tundra in California. That's that's going to be a tough one. Let's take a look here on this site called uh, writeups.org Org. They have a little bit about our guy Quinn. Quinn is a highly skilled mercenary, expert markman, deadly fighter. His raw strength and ability to tolerate pain border on the superhuman. He's six foot ten, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's pried open heavy steel doors barehanded. He's laughed off a full force drop kick to the head from Scarlet.
1: <laughs> he
0: climbed onto a moving plane and held onto it while fighting off. Hey guys. Man, dude is, a, dude is a dangerous guy who wields a 30M1919 Browning machine gun. Let's uh let's just dig into this. We're going to pull him off the card. Got to be careful, because I like to keep these file cards. It's kind of fun to snip them out. Quinn here is on a plastic tray. Shout out to you. We got him off here. And then he has his gun. This is like a full-on machine gun. Like a belt-fed machine gun. This guy is like roadblocking. G.I. Joe universe is full of dudes who can pick up full-on machine guns and just blast them. Like in in the palm of their hand. Quinn's another one. But uh homeboy is six foot ten. He's massive. He's monstrous. Um the the machine gun goes into his hand pretty pretty easy. I'm gonna put it actually in his left hand. The figure is wearing a red jacket with a hood, a fur-lined white hood. He has a belt of ammo that goes around his shoulders, and you can remove that if you want, he has a necklace of skulls, I dig him, dude, very, very cool, nice face gulp, looks exactly like the dude, I'm looking at the picture right here, and it looks just like the Quinn in the comics, pretty, pretty tight, bro, I hope that they do come out with the, with the Jungle Fatigue look, file name Quinn, probably an alias, I wonder, I thought about playing that song, Quinn the Eskimo by Manfred Mann, but I decided not to, it felt, felt a little trite. So I, I passed on that. Freelance Special Ops Enforcer, worked for the CIA, Mossad, KGB, and he's an expert tracker. Hunter Woodsman, he can speak English, Russian, French, Finnis, 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 German, and three Inuit dialects. He's an expert with a rifle, pistol, and a longbow, as well as a harpoon. That could come in handy, man, if you're like, like a, a fast-moving vehicle's going by. You can zip the harpoon into it and get drug along, I can imagine that happening in the comic, but I gotta say, very nice figure, like him a lot, he's the typical reaction figure with movement at the hips and the shoulders, and the head, but the, the matte finish is very cool, it says Super 7 on his back, we're gonna stand him here, so far, we have got Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and now Quinn, I wouldn't mind getting some troopers, I don't have any troopers at all, when I hit the stores, I just like I don't see the troops. I only see the main guys. Troopers have always been popular for the, uh, for the troop building aspect. It's right there in their names. Troops for Troops Building. This is, this is another fun one, man. If you see these at the store, they're worth getting. If you, if you have like that nostalgia for the G.I. Job cartoon, which I sometimes do, we're going to take Quinn, sit him up there. Happy to have him. Let's move on.
1: Welcome to the IC Robots garage comic shop. Hey, it's not a library kid, buy something or get out. Long time no
2: CJ Brony. You think I can hold these books forever? What? Here are your monthly pulls.
0: Oh yeah, thanks. Uh, lemme see what do I got here?
2: Go look at them over there. I am busy watching wrestling.
0: Oh, okay. Don't wanna interfere with that. Let's, uh, let's take a look at some of these books I got here. I, I, I have, like, a monthly subscription thing, you know, how you do at the comic store, and I, I really, like, I, like, I've trimmed it down. Back in the day, I used to, to read, like, a million, billion different comic books, but I really, like, I, you know, trimmed it down to a, to a very manageable rate. I have, like, a 20 $25 a month comic habit, which seems like a lot, but it's not really. In the past, in the past, it's been, like, much more than that, but let's see. Let's see what I have right here. I have Checkmate number 6. Let's set this aside. Then I have Action Comics number 1038. This is a good one. Superman's Fighting Mongol. Then I have the Human Target. This is number 3. Justice League number 70. And then I have a Daredevil with Elektra. And three Detective Comics. I just signed up to get Detective again. And, and, And right now, Detective's going like weekly. Like, every single week. They have, like, this big overarching storyline where, like, Batman's left town. Like, he's gone. I just rejoined in the comics, so I don't really know why Batman left, but he's gone. He, he's boned out. He's off somewhere. And, and the team of, like, the Bat dudes have to, like, the Team Batman, what are they really called? The Bat family. You we, you got your, like, your Nightwing, your Bat girl. Then you got, like, the other Bat girl that's, like, Cassandra Kane, The one who wears, like, all black and has no eye holes. And then you have, uh, what's her name, the spoiler, Stephanie Brown, then you have, like, Batwoman and all these people who are trying to, like, they're trying to fill in, but then, at the same time, Gotham has commissioned a new Arkham building. The other one blew up or something. I don't really, I don't really know the details of that, but they've commissioned a new Arkham tower, and and the, the kicker is gonna be built, like, right in the middle of downtown, uh, downtown Gotham. Everybody escapes, and, uh, the Bat Family is out there trying to rein in all the all these villains. I know they've done things where like all the villains are loose before. You gotta you gotta pull the trigger on that one every once in a while. But it's nice nice to see the other uh, Bat dudes get a chance a chance to shine. I I can feel that, but but a weekly gimmick is pretty pretty uh, pricey when it comes down to it. And I didn't realize when I signed up that they were just going weekly like right then. But uh, it's good. I enjoy it. I'm having a good time reading it, and I'll. I'll keep it up until I don't. The thing is, though, like these detective comics are really like they really start to pile up, you know. And you're getting like four a month. before you know it. You got like you got a whole long box full, but still, that's fine. Then I got Daredevil here. This is a good one. They decided to end the current run that they were on, the the Chip Zdarsky run, which was which was pretty good. They decided to wind that up, and they're gonna they're gonna start back up again. After a while, I imagine. But, uh, in the meantime, they're doing Daredevil, The Woman Without Fear, which is about, a uh, Electra. Electra Nachios. Who's taken up the mantle of Daredevil. But, um, this all started when, when when Matt Murdock went to jail. Daredevil went to jail. Daredevil, not Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock went to jail during the, the end of the Bendis run, the start of the Brubaker run. But this is the Daredevil has been convicted of a crime. So he's, uh, behind bars. Electra's, uh, picked up the... Picked up the the hood. But now he's out. He's out of jail. And uh, they're both being it. So I don't know. We're going to see where that goes. And I I hope that they relaunch uh, Daredevil pretty soon. But in the meantime, we got this. And this is fine. Written by the same people. It's all the same. Honestly, then then we got Justice League. And in this one, the Royal Flush Gang attacks. I don't really know what the deal is behind this one. I, I've fallen behind on this, i got to admit. This is a Bendis book. I'm a fan of good old Brian Michael Bendis. I know some people aren't. I, myself, I am. I like him. I read his books. I, I enjoy his dialogue. I enjoy his storytelling. I think he's one of the best. Then I got The Human Target. This is by Tom King. This is a good one, too. Very, very interesting. And the Human Target has been poisoned. He's dying. And he's trying to figure out who, who who's the one behind it before, uh, before he dies. And the... The Justice League International is part of it. You know, you got your Booster Golds. You got your uh, Fire and Ice, your Blue Beetles and stuff. So they're, they're in that, and that's really fun. Back in the day, man, I was into that Justice League. I would have to say that, like, of all the Justice Leagues, that might be my Justice League. Like, my personal one, because I was deeply involved in comics when they went with this lineup of, like, Batman, Martian Manhunter, Black Canary, Booster Gold, Blue Beetle. Fire and Ice, their Green Lantern was Guy Gardner, and there was, like, all kinds of comedy and stuff. I was really into that, uh, into that one, man. That was one of my faves. Let's look here in the boxes. I'm on the, the garage comic shop, as you know. Let's see, uh, let's see, what do I have from that run? Flippity flip, flip, flip. I have the first ten, and then a few scattered ones, it looks like. I should get it back into that. Those were fun, man. I, I really like the... The comedy and everything behind the whole, uh, behind the whole deal. Just a lot of fun. And it's cool to see that well-remembered. And it's fun to see that, uh, these characters brought back. Then I got this action. In this one, Superman's fighting Mongol. Y'all know Mongol. He looks like Darkseid. He looks like Thanos. Very similar, similar idea. But this, this isn't the Mongol that we know. This is the new Mongol. This is Mongol's son. And in storyline, he killed Mongol. And took over the war planet. And he's the, uh... He's the leader now. He's tougher. He's meaner. You know, you know how these things go. He's, he's the next level and Superman's there trying to fight him. But, uh, when he goes there, they have like how they always do with Superman. They have like these red, um, red sun lamps and they, they capture him. That's where we are now. But what's cool about this is it crosses over with the authority that super team, the authority with like the midnighter and stuff. They're, they're with him on this war planet fighting together. So that's, that's fun. That's different. Then I got checkmate number six. This is Six of Six, The Final Fate of Leviathan, which is, uh, another Bendis book. It's kind of like an espionage kind of thing. You got your question, you got your Lois lane, you got all these, all these people in it trying to figure something out. It's a lot of fun, dude. Um, there's a nice surprise at the end, which I thought was fantastic, and I, I'm trying to think what else is going on in the world of my comics that's worth, uh, worth mentioning at the moment. We're gonna go to the Berkeley Comic Show in a few weeks theoretically, theoretically, but, uh, we haven't yet, then, let's see, anything else I got in here that's fun, uh, no, honestly, that's, that's about it, I had, a Jupiter's Legacy that I read the other day, I really wish that show wouldn't have got canceled from Netflix, I enjoyed that quite a bit, and I was bummed out, I didn't think it was, like, the greatest show of all time, but I did, I did think it was fun, and we only got eight episodes of that, so that's, that's a bummer, what's going on in wrestling there, there's, there's Test, and there's Albert, good old Trish Stratus. This is back during the Attitude Era, this this comic shop owner really uh really likes that old-time wrestling.
2: Hey man, can you keep it down? I'm watching this. The Hardy Boys are going to wrestle.
0: Pay for those and get out. Okay, fine. I will pay for these. I'll pay for these and I'll go. This is my garage, you know, so don't even don't even give me attitude.
2: That may be true, but it's my comic shop.
0: Okay fair enough. I'm here at one with nature, clearing my mind, clearing my thoughts, getting myself prepared spiritually, mentally, emotionally. I've
2: forgotten what it's like to lose. This is world's famous with your host. you see robots?
0: Yes, indeedly It is, in fact, that, and I am the person in whence you speak, the person who goes by the name of Icy Robots. But I think if there is anything else that's, um, worth mentioning, it's actually been, it's actually been kind of slow around the ranch lately. Not a lot going on, not a lot in the world of stuff, not a lot in the world of things. I, I've been hitting up the fleas like I always do, been hitting up the honey hole like I always do, and been finding fun stuff finding fun things, but nothing like out of the ordinary, man, to be honest, no, uh, no great finds, actually, I found this weird little sculpture the other day that I would have, would have mentioned if we had a flea markets find segment, but we did not, it's, it's like this creepy little monster guy with, like, an underbite, is that what it is when, like, your lower fangs are sticking out over, over, over your mouth, he's Yeah, an overbite is when it comes down, and underbite is when it goes up. So he has like an underbite, and he has like these fangs sticking out, these two triangular fangs, and he has horns. And it's it's very um it's not very big. It's uh, about the size of imagine like the the bank. Remember the bank that you got when you got the that box of Batman brand cereal, the eighty nine brand cereal. Shout out to a Escolito, an engineer nerd that was at one point like a premium. And it came attached to the side. It's about that size. It's not a giant sculpture, but it's it's really cool, really creepy. I bought it from this uh, hippie guy that I've seen at the flea market like 8 million times over the course of my life. I'm not even kidding. I've seen this guy every week. He has these really awesome, like, psychedelic posters from, like, the Fillmore East and all these all these things. You find a lot of cool hippie things around here. This is, you know, the area where hippies were, hippies were running wild. So you find a lot of, like, fun psychedelic posters, a lot of things like that. You used to... A lot more than I you do now, but this guy has, this guy has a nice collection of kind of things, and this like Middle Earth sculpture was on his uh, on his table, and I, I just couldn't help but ask how much it was, and he he wanted fifteen, I gave him, ended up giving him eleven. It was all I had at the time, but I got it in the in the living room now and it's just like it's just like really great. I I like the idea that somebody probably made this in just like some kind of like a pottery class or like a sculpting class. It has it has a signature on the back. It's nobody that I was able to find anything about it. Looks just like some really cool homemade item. These are these are like the fun things when you can find like some old ceramica that somebody painted. Remember when that was like a big thing? People were painting ceramics at home. My mom and my dad were into that. My uncle, my aunt ran to that like crazy back when we were in Oaklawn, but you would like paint these things and you know, like, you'd glaze them and stuff. It's fun when you can find like wacky versions of those. I found like this really great Black Panther the other day that I have in, in the living room too. It's fun to think that you have what is like a one of a kind item. Like somebody, somebody spent their day they're like sitting at their table smoking cigarettes, listening to like Seals and Croft and they're painting these things and then like 40, 50 years later it wound up in my living room. I like that, I think that's kind of fun, but, uh, that's just me, you might not, let me know, are you into old, like, weird ceramics, old weird sculptures that people made, that was such a thing, I remember everybody was doing that, dude, like, everyone my mom knew would come over, and they would have, like, these ceramic parties, and they would all, like, paint, and do stuff, and probably, probably drink white wine with, uh, ice cubes in it, like, that kind of stuff that, uh, people would do, this is back in the day when they had, like, Those macrame hangers with plants in them and, like, those cool, uh, like, bamboo chairs. I don't even know what you call them. Like, those rattan chairs. What is that called? Where, like, the back would, like, go up. It's, like, this big circular shape. Those kind of, those kind of things. Those kind of chairs have a name. Let me dig into the, into the brain pan. The, The material is called wicker. It fans out on the top. They call them peacock chairs. That's what they are. Remember those peacock chairs were everywhere? We had one. This started off in the living room. And then I remember we moved to California and it wound up as like an outside chair. And we had it on the outside for the longest time. But I'd love to have it now. Those are quite expensive. Those wicker peacock chairs. If you ever see one at a flea and you have the wherewithal to be able to ship those, you can get a you can get a pretty penny for things like that. But we had a wicker peacock chair. We had like a wicker smaller chair. Wicker was the thing. Macrame wicker ceramics. These are the seventies things people just don't talk about enough nowadays anyway i think i think i'm gonna head for the hills i think i'm gonna get up out of here it's a long tiring life long tiring adventure but uh hope you guys are doing good please if you got a little extra money you got a little extra time hop on over to the patreon it's at support i do a show there every week we got some at the movies with icy robots that's the one where i talk about going to the movies movies i saw Movie stories from the past, video store stories. There's a lot of fun stuff over there. We got those con panels with Larry Hama. We got all kinds of fun things. There's older con panels, too. There's one of the guys who was Walt Jr. on Breaking Bad. He spills all the dirt on everybody that he hated that he worked with, which was nobody. He's a very friendly guy, very nice guy. We got a panel with Chekhov. We got all kinds of cool stuff, man. A lot of fun Patreon material, Champion Sound, my amazing mixtapes, and you name it, man. You name it, it's there. Imagine it, and it will be true. So, if you got a little extra money to throw into the kitty, hop over to supportthereport.com. It all helps me out and helps me make feel good about myself and keep doing this stuff that hopefully entertains you to some very small degree. So, supportthereport.com. Check out the Mr. Sensational Gino Vega podcast. They're always fun. They're always great. A lot more introspective than the garbage we talk about here. Then we got Carlos. Gigfest, rants, very informed nerd stuff. Talks about Star Trek, talks about movie posters, talks about all kinds of Star Wars and aliens and cool things like that. I like it when he talks about movie posters because I, myself, am a movie poster collector. I love movie posters. I'm saving up to get an OG alien poster, and that's, that's a pricey one that I don't really want to pay for, but I didn't get one when the prices were low, and now I gotta get them when the prices are high, so... That's all on me, but uh, until we meet again, sportsreport.com, I see Robots, if you don't like the news, go out there and make some. Alright, um, bring an audience.
2: And you know I got to have that.
0: A mystery Some people listen Then say we're whack But if they miss the show they get the heart attack. Now look at your sitting Daily invite your lip The whole world sees you As a hypocrite Live out the first law And make yourself preservation If the show doesn't help you Change the state If you don't want peace In the world Love is and happiness And, and-
1: Yo slick blow.
2: That's right. the I see Robots Radio is a listener supported endeavor. If you like what we do here and you look forward to new programming, consider helping us to bring fun stuff every week by heading over to supportthereport.com and tossing a few pounds into the hat. It's important to support things that you enjoy. Thanks and have a great week. Support the everybody, everybody love everybody. Right there up on
0: the wall. <sighs> <sighs> Incredible. Smell. Finish. Okay.
1: Finish. Oh, wow.